Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to show you how to talk to dead people. Welcome to 101, how to talk to dead people. Ula, what are we going to be talking about today? <laughs> how to talk to dead people. I love your introduction. That's fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. So what do we have in store for our beautiful listeners on this juicy topic? We are going to dive in how you can actually talk to your partially dearly departed friends and family. All right. So I think we need to start first with um, a little bit of resistance that Ula is feeling Mm -hmm. today, which is super important because for all of us, we we probably aren't aware of this, that we have different definitions of what dead means. And I know, Ula, this is something that has rubbed up against you and you're feeling a need to unpack it. So tell us what your resistance was to having this be our title for today's show. The word dead, it doesn't sit well with me because they're not dead. (laughs) In a sense that, that society today defines dead, they are not dead they are and even dearly departed is kind of wrong and that's why I said partially dearly departed they're not physically here but they are very very much energetically focused right here right now how what's going on with you and they want to talk to you they truly truly want to talk to you and they want you to get these messages the problem is that we don't have a language that between the dead people. <laughs> I don't like the word dead. Okay. Well, well, well let's, what, what is, what definition does society have of dead? Gone. Gone. Okay. There mm-hmm. we go. All right. So mm-hmm. your resistance is about us believing that these loved ones, these people that were in a physical body, were physically in existence with us, are now gone. And then that's the word that we have attributed to death, that when somebody Mm -hmm. dies, when something dies, it is gone. And in gone, that means we have no access to them. Right. And it's there's like this certain finality when people talk about death and and dead people. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's total opposite. Because we are infinite. Okay. So in our infiniteness, and for everybody listening today, I think it's important that we're doing this unpacking. And I'm so glad that you told me right before we started recording that you were feeling resistance about the the word dead. um, Because we, we have to work with some common definition. And so for everybody listening... If you look at what your own definition of death is, it's going to reveal a lot about what you believe might be possible in learning how to communicate with these loved ones. So if you believe they're gone, then there will be no way for you to connect with them because they no longer exist But if you have been listening to our podcast, you resonate with what Ula and I have been talking about, then you already understand that gone is not the right term. Sorry, honey. They're like, well, it's funny that we're talking about how to talk to dead people because there's going to be a shitload of dead bugs outside my place right now because they're fumigating. Um, 
there's a lot of bugs. Yeah, they didn't give us a notice. So anyway, there's a bunch of um, partly departed insects that are that are going to be uh, <laughs> surrounding my place in about you know 15 minutes. If we believe that when we transition, right, when we die, and we're going to use the word death and dead and dying because that's that's what we're familiar with. But if we can understand that as a transition where we still continue to exist because we're infinite and at the end of the day, we're all energy and our energy just keeps on expanding. And even in our dead state, we are expanding, expanding, expanding. We're becoming even more and more of that joyful, loving, celebratory version of ourselves. We just don't have the body to experience that in, then what what are we dealing with when we are talking about how to talk to dead people? What does that then look like? That's what we're going to dive in today. So Ula, take it away because you are the most brilliant communicator with all the dead people, with your dead people team. And I would love to hear how you can unpack for us what communicating with our dead people actually looks like and sounds like and feels like? It is different for every single one of us. But I want to repeat the fact that the dead people want to talk to you. And when I say talk, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is an actual physical sound next to you or above you. Um, well, number one, because that would scare the shit out of people a lot <laughs> because of our definition of death. Um, and But it can be that you see signs, like you see things. It can be thoughts coming to your mind that don't feel like they are yours. Now, the difference between a thought that comes to you from somebody else, and, and I'm talking about dead people and the infinite intelligence and, and source, God, whatever you want to call it, those thoughts are not scary. They don't necessarily feel like anything different than your own. So you might not even recognize that they are not your own. But when you start practicing this and you can choose whatever it is for you, that is easiest way to create the language. I think that's a good um were to put in there, create a language between those people that you want to connect with and then expect to see those signs and make them super simple. We have talked about this before that like about how you create your own reality. Same thing when you want to connect with your, your loved ones, create a, a, a symbol. Let's say you want to see a red rose. Make it simple like that. And once you see that red rose, that know that that is a sign from that loved one because they are trying to constantly um, communicate with you. They're constantly trying to guide you to the places where you want to go, what you want to do, what you want to um, experience in your own life. Okay. So this is what we're going to break down for everybody today, because I know that the question of, well, how do I do that? How do I just look at a rose? And then every time I see a rose, I'm supposed to believe that it's my, the dead person that I'm wanting to connect with for decades. So I really want to work with what likely is uh, another form of resistance that might be coming up mm -hmm. for folks, which is, well, I've tried. 
And yep. so before we go to um, what Ula's suggesting, I think it's important to look at why resistance exists in the first place, especially when it comes to us connecting to um, the loved ones that have moved on. And a lot of times what, what we are experiencing as resistance, we don't realize it's resistance because we're not doing it on purpose. We say we want to connect to our loved ones. We would die to feel, uh, that's funny. We would die to feel our, our dearly departed presence again. Um, we want so badly to get these signs and then we don't get them. And so then to say, well, think of a sign and let's receive it, that's where we get to look at resistance. So resistance is simply you putting an energy out there that is contrary to the energy that you want to invite in. That's all it is. It doesn't mean that you're actively blocking yourself or you're trying to get in your own way because we all know that you're not here to make your life difficult. But on an energetic realm, we were so unaccustomed to paying attention to our energy and even um, generating the energy that we really desire. We don't have the tools to do that. And this is why Ula and I are so adamant about these, um, these teachings that we share with you talking about energy is because once you start to learn how to actually generate your own energy in the direction of your desires, then all of this starts to make sense. So Let's start with checking in on the energy that you have currently around the, the thought of connecting and communicating with a loved one. Okay, so take a quick second right now. Think about one person, or it might not even be a person. It might be a non-human being. Maybe it's a pet. Maybe it's a plant. Maybe it's Anything else that comes to mind, one being that has died that you would love to communicate with. Once you're clear on who that is, ask yourself, how do I feel thinking about the possibility of communicating with them? How do I feel right now thinking about the possibility of communicating with them? Now, to keep it simple, let's put it on a quick spectrum, okay? On one end of that spectrum, there's sorrow, grief, okay? Now, if you notice that that comes up for you, pay attention to where it's at. I know for me, whenever I think about connecting to my mom or being able to communicate to my mom, uh, I feel sorrow and grief, which can get constricted in my throat chakra, which is interesting because that's the communication chakra, right? Or my heart feels like it's shriveling up. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, there's excitement, joy, curiosity, love, celebration. Okay, so do a quick little check-in with yourself on that spectrum with one end being grief, the other one being excitement, enthusiasm, love, ex uh, openness. Where would you place yourself in terms of how you're currently feeling right now as you're listening to this podcast and thinking about the possibility of communicating with that deceased being? Now, Wherever you're at, let's take that feeling and let's see where we want to shift it. Okay. So Ula, what would this, 
what would the next layer of this process be? We know where we're currently feeling. We know our desire is to communicate to our dead loved ones. What do we do next? Unless you are right there with excitement and expectation, because then you will receive the messages very easily. Unless you are already there, go back to Gladys's Reset Remedy and make sure your nervous system is calm and you feel safe and you feel protected. Because when you start feeling these sorrow feelings and, and, and even getting into anger and, and feeling scared of something that, oh, okay, maybe I do want to connect, but what if I actually connect with them? And, and, and what if it's like scary to connect them because people are going to think I'm crazy and, or that they somehow all of a sudden they're like right there in front of me, then they look like they're in flesh and that's going to be really scary. <laughs> so all that will take you away from that energy of connecting with your loved ones and you want to make sure that your nervous system is taken care of first. Oh, I love that, honey. So the, the, for those of us that are, are more uh, linear in our thinking, the goal here is to generate the energy of openly connecting to our loved ones. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do here. So to be able to talk to dead people or whoever that dead loved one is, we got to do a quick check-in with where our energy is currently at, do the reset remedy to get your nervous system to chill out, and then start to move into the energy of connection. So talk us through, Ula, how you do that um, on a regular basis. And and remember that you've, I mean, for all of us listening, remember that Ula has been doing this for decades. And for Ula, honey, remember that you have been doing this for decades. And so you need to, you need to articulate. <laughs> You're like, I just do it. I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's just it. I just do it. And I think the main thing here is I don't do physically do anything. There's no work involved. Mm. It is more about allowing, more about releasing the anxiety, the the fear and all that, rather than physically trying to do and make something happen because then you are just blocking the energy. So for me, it's at this point, it is so natural And I just get these thoughts. It is, for me, it's a thought process. And I know when it's not my own thought. And they they come from all over the place. Um, There's been a couple dead people in the past um, month or so that I've sent a message to Gladys that I have no idea who this person is, but he's fun. (laughs) Didn't one of them like chocolate ice cream or something like that? Yeah, yeah, no hot cocoa. Oh, yeah. hot cocoa. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he just—he was just like, no, it wasn't ice cream. It was hot cocoa. So, <laughs> okay. So what? What? I th- and it's funny, honey, because you say you don't do anything, but then you are—you are allowing, and and then I'm like, okay, so how do you, do you allow? <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about that part because it's so important. And I, and I really, 
I really want to be mindful again that that folks that are listening, we know you want this. We know you've made attempts. We know that longing in your heart is real. And we want this to be a way to ease into revisiting this this possibility in your life without setting yourself up for such a high expectation right away that you then feel like you're failing or to beat yourself up and think you're doing something wrong and you're fucking things up because that's just too much of a slippery slope. So talk us through what how do you go about allowing? How do you, how do you receive? You have to relax and let go of the thought that you, number one, have to do something, that you're doing something wrong because you're not, you're never doing anything wrong. Like I said, the dearly departed are trying to communicate with you and simply just being you. And I think that is also very hard for a lot of people. Like, okay, how do I be me then? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a whole so, other episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do I be me is, a, is our next episode. <laughs> it's how do you do you, boo? You can find it in our previous season, I think. Yes, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one is that how do I be me? <laughs> the allowing part doesn't come to us naturally, which is crazy because when we are born, we are natural allowers, natural receivers. And then we get all clocked up with this crap that we learn from other people and untangling that. It's going to be a process, but you can you can get there. And it won't take that long either but you have to give yourself a break. And I can say this enough and I keep saying it on every single episode that you have to be very gentle and kind to yourself. Okay, but I still want to know, so how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> let go. You just <laughs> simply let go of what? <laughs> of that, the thing you're doing right now. How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to do something. There has to be something that I do. There isn't anything you can do because they are not here in the physical world and their way of communicating is completely different. It's energetic. So, if you feel, if you like, you said about um, the um, the two ends of spectrum. Where are you? If you feel excited or if you feel sorrow, you just have to hover more on that excited, loving, happy energy, and you will start getting these messages and these thoughts. And at first, you don't even realize that they are not your thoughts, that they're coming from somebody else. Because, I mean, I guarantee you're already getting them. You just don't pay enough attention to know that, no, that's not me. For example, I think a good example for this is whenever you get an idea that sounds so good but completely insane, mm -hmm. right? Those usually come from our loved ones. And then you kill the idea immediately because it's not possible. Man. Mm. I'm just crazy. And it's like, no, you're not crazy. They are crazy. They want you to do this thing. 
Mm, I love that. Okay. So that's a beautiful way. And I, and I, I would love to stay in this space of what are some other ways or common ways, I guess, that that our dead people do show up um, so that people can just start to tease out. Because I know for me, and and the reason that I'm staying in this space of um, resistance is because I have spent years wanting to communicate with my mom and thinking I'm doing, not doing, being all the right things. And I still don't know when she's communicating to me. And, and then when she starts communicating to my friends that are receptive, the people around me like you, Ula, it's frustrating for me because I'm like, why is she not coming to me? What am I doing wrong? So I really am using this as an opportunity to tease out and get even more specific because I think one, t- one thing that helps people's nervous systems feel safer it's like learning how to swim, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to dip your toe in and you got to get a feeling for what the water's like. And then once you feel acclimated to the water, then you can put your legs in. And then once you know what that feels like, you can start to walk into that body of water with more security, more safety, more, more of that sense of protection. So we have to give our audience a little bit of those parameters, even Mm -hmm. though we have to also highlight what you said at the very beginning, Ula, it looks different for every single person. So this is not prescriptive. This is only being given as suggestions and cues that you can use to gauge when you are in that energetic space of openness Mm -hmm. to receiving. So just to repeat what we've covered so far, you guys. Okay. Um, First, Think about that person, that 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 deceased being that you you want to connect with. Secondly, do a check-in of how you're currently feeling. What's your energy like around the possibility of being able to communicate with them? Put, gauge yourself on that spectrum. Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling grief, anger? Or am I feeling the opposite, expansion, openness, excitement? Then let's move your energy into that space that actually aligns with the energy of our dead people. They're excited. They're, I mean, because they're, they never get tired. It's something that you told me, honey, that it was thought that was so beautiful. They never get tired of trying to communicate to mm-hmm. us, right? That's, that's yeah. like, yeah, they're, they're always available. So, yeah. always available, always excited. Okay. So if that constant state is always available, always excited, and we're going to match that energy, okay, that's when we become the perfect aligned receptacle, receptor, Mm -hmm. receptor, this now sounds chemical, um, to to them, to receiving their messages and not making it so complicated. So a lot of what you heard from me today was the complications that actually get in the way. A lot of the questions I was asking Ula are the ways that we stay in resistance. Okay. So now let's talk about how we get our energy to be open, right? How do we get our energy to feel fun and fluid and receptive? Mm -hmm. So if we look at these examples of how our loved ones have been showing up, but through that playful lens, Now we can start to actually trace back and be like, oh my God, I remember that time when, oh shit, just last night I was thinking that crazy idea. (gasps) Who is that? Right now Mm -hmm. we can do it from this playfully spirited lens. 
So what are some other ways, Ula, that you've experienced um, your dead people showing up to communicate with you and you've been able to receive them wholeheartedly? Well, there's one way that I use if I want to talk to a specific person. Um, I use words. Like I want them to give me this word and this word comes to my mind over and over again. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Now I'm, I'm connected with, with these people, but they are not, they're very funny. They're very, very funny because their energy is super fun and excited and all that. And they're constantly having fun. So they do funny things. And if something makes you laugh out loud for no reason, you know that you are connected to somebody. You don't necessarily get the answer immediately who it is, but you are definitely, if you just, you know, anytime you just burst out laughing for no reason, you know, you're connected. Oh, I love that. Okay. So <laughs> keeping this in mind, you know, honey, and I love that the, that we're shifting here because because of how society paints um, mm-hmm. such a negative broad brush around death, we think that connecting to our loved ones, our deceased ones, is going to be heavy. We think it's right? going to be sad. We think it's yep. going to be um, heartbreaking. And and we don't want to go there. We don't want to feel those feelings. So then we just put a we put a no sign on the door. Mm-hmm. But now we're going into okay. How do we match that energy that they're bringing? It's playful. It's humorous. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's it's all these things that actually make us feel relaxed. So if you mm-hmm. can, if you find that it's hard for you to get into that relaxed state. Use a reset remedy, right, as practice, but also just uh, keep in mind that you don't need to try to get relaxed, that if you just stay focused on how do I stay in that energetic space of excitement and enthusiasm and playfulness and fun, your nervous system will automatically relax. Mm-hmm. And then you will automatically be more open. So we've talked about a couple ways that they can come through, right? And remember, this is not prescriptive for everybody, but words. So if you say, I want you to, your word is big, mommy. Okay. I want to see big everywhere. I want you to tell me the word big. Then anytime that word pops through your mind, allowing yourself to believe that is for me, my mom Mm -hmm. talking to me. Okay. All right. Or bursting out loud laughing that that's, that's a, that's a dearly departed. That's sending some love our way. What are some other ways that people can experience their loved ones that you've heard you've heard either from other people or that you've experienced yourself? The birds are excellent messengers. They mm. are excellent messengers and if you get a bird really close by um even in you know uh, landing on your shoulder or something you can ask out loud or um, in your head, oh, wow, hey, who are you? And they will tell you. And then the work when they tell you is to believe it. Exactly. <laughs> that is the that is going to be the work mm-hmm. <laughs> to do part of this whole um, experience because that is the biggest obstacle. For, for everybody, for receiving these messages, because you don't believe that you can actually receive these messages. Yeah. Oh, honey, that's it. And it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just so, it's so amazing how that is the only thing keeping us back from communicating with our dead people on a regular basis. I know you do all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and the the people in my life who you know who you are that have called me or sent me texts with your mom just said this to me right um i always know when it's when it's indeed my mom like i know sometimes people have tried to tell me that my mom's saying something to me i'm like yeah no that's not my mother um so even that right trusting that right yeah. and especially for folks that have been trying to communicate with their loved ones through a medium mm-hmm. it's important to always go back to trusting in um your own intuition so why would we not believe these messages when they come through if we are wanting to communicate with our loved ones? Because we've learned not to believe it. We've learned that it's not real. Mm-hmm. We've learned that once somebody dies, they are gone forever and I we will never, ever, ever see them or communicate with them again. And that is your core belief, but you can change that core belief into, I do believe, I believe that I can communicate with all these people that have passed on before me. And also, you know, from a, an emotional lens, we might not believe because if we believed that they are communicating with us, we have to accept on a deeper level that they are not here in their physical bodies mm-hmm. anymore, you know? And, and, and somebody said this to me yesterday. It was actually really beautiful. Um, her mom uh, recently passed and she said to me, you know, Gladys, it's not death that I'm afraid of. Um, death doesn't scare me. She goes, it's the loss that scares me. Loss is what we feel here mm-hmm. in our physical bodies. But that doesn't mean our our loved ones are lost or where our connection is lost. Mm-hmm. So if you find that you've had difficulty believing, for example, maybe you've done some of the exercises that Ula and I have given you in the past um, to, to connect more and you've been like, it doesn't work or I don't believe, or you've heard that, that, that voice coming through your mind that you kind of came out of nowhere that gave you some brilliant idea, but then you talked it down or you asked to speak to that person. I've done this before. Mommy, are you there? And I hear, I'm here, Miha. I hear it super clearly, but then I talk myself out of it. Oh, that can't be really my mom. You just know what she would say. So you're just making it Mm -hmm. up, right? This is the stuff our brain does, but in unconsciously, it might be protecting you from letting that in, because if you really allowed yourself to communicate with your loved ones all the time, you're going to have to move through that next layer of loss. And that's actually a good thing. It doesn't have to be heavy. Remember, you guys, like they're no different than they were here on earth. They're more expansive. They're funner. They're lighter. They're happier. So this gets to be a joyful reunion. Yeah. And that is actually a a good point to bring that they are in a sense, different because they have left all the the pains and aches and negative thoughts, all that was left behind with their physical body. So sometimes when you get these messages, you can feel like, well, that I don't know who that is, or it doesn't feel like my mom because they are so expensive and they are so fun. Because we here on 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 this planet think that death means that something went wrong, and that's why people, when they get older, they get sick because they had they believe that it I have to get sick in order to die, 
that is the common belief system. So at the very end of your your life here in physical body, you can be crippled and and in pain and in agony and you're not very fun. But once you leave the body, all that is left behind and the energy is so super expansive. It is not necessarily easy to recognize that, oh yeah, that really is my mom because she is so expansive and she's so joyful. Hmm. I love that, honey. And, and, and to give ourselves permission to feel that expansiveness. Yeah. Right. I think that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know that um, a, yeah, a lot is coming up around the loss part. And so I want to uh, remind folks, if you haven't seen this in the show notes, um, my book, The Good Goodbye, How to Navigate Change and Loss in Life, Love and Work is available on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. So you can go directly to it. But if you know that you've had a hard time moving through the experience of loss, uh, maybe you've had some complicated grief over the years. Um, you know that there's resistance in the way that we're talking about it today. Read the book um, because this is a, a simple way to start to move through what loss really is, which is not mm-hmm. what it was made out to be, right? Like, And I created a counterintuitive approach to the five stages of grieving, which many people are familiar with, because we believed that there's this end goal of acceptance that we need to get to. And that once we accept, then we're done with grieving and then everything's fine and we can, we can just move on with our lives and it's bullshit. We, we choose how we grieve. And we, when we start with acceptance first, which is what the good goodbye approach is built upon, that is when we actually make ourselves available to all the other things that we've been talking about today with a lot more receptivity, with a lot more flow and ease. And it doesn't have to be complicated. So I know that for those of you that are feeling like if you get closer to this possibility of talking to your, uh, your, your dead people, that it's going to bring up that feeling of loss. And in that it's mixed in with maybe guilt or remorse or anger or anxiety or sorrow, whatever it is, this is where there's an opportunity for you to release. And like Ula said earlier, let go means permission to release your grip on those emotions. Cause those are the emotions that are keeping you from what you really desire. Mm-hmm. And those emotions are what are creating an energetic contrast that is not in alignment with what you want, because that's not the state that the dead people are in. They're not going to meet you in the sorrow. They're not going to meet you in the guilt. And sometimes we are thinking that's where they're going to meet us at. And then we don't feel them because we're so shut down in that emotion. And then we wonder why they're not talking to us. And I'm saying this from a hundred percent direct experience. This has been my narrative for so many years. And Ula, you've given me so much permission to release that. Um, and for everybody today, the, the easiest entry point is to be playful around this all. Yay. I'm so excited to hear that, honey. It's so exciting for you. Yeah. You already got a message from your mom. Of course, you asked me, was that my mom? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, <I'm there. laughs> Aww. Well, what can we leave folks with, Ula? Is, um, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we going to leave you folks with? <laughs> you talked about loss. You talked about your book. <laughs> really it's like, shut up. There's, there's a laughing out loud for no reason. It's just like, let us shut <laughs> yeah. up. All right, we're done. <laughs> Yeah, I think we we have left the folks with a whole lot to practice with. And again, just be gentle and be kind. Um, don't get mad if you don't experience results um, in the first day or week or even month. It's It will happen. But you've been practicing for, for however many years. The opposite. So learning the uh, this way, it's going to take some time. But it's there's perfect timing for everything. Yay! Have fun experimenting and playing, everybody. We can't wait to revisit this topic soon. Mm-hmm.